Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcast from pitchers.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 21st. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Logan Gilbert, six innings, 200 runs, four hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts. A co-share of the Gallows pull at 16 whiffs here. So he took down the Atlanta Braves with a win. Yeah, I was not a believer in Gilbert at the beginning of the season. I didn't think he'd have a good strikeout rate. Now he's at over a 30% strikeout rate because this new splitter is amazing. And yes, he had some damage early in the first inning. It was a really tough thing. And then all of a sudden, he went 15 batters retired in a row. Uh, it was wonderful. And I believe this because Logan Gilbert is someone who will go 90 plus pitches every game. If he can, six innings here, 87 pitches. But you understand, he'll go six or 90, right? And that gives him a lot of opportunity for wins, for volume. And with a higher than 25% strikeout right now, he's going to be collecting possibly 200 strikeouts this season. Because of that splitter that I didn't believe in in the beginning of the year, but it's done so well this year with a 70% strike rate, nine sorry, 48% O-swing. This is wonderful stuff. So Gilbert has found the extra element that he needs with his secondaries. Also really good cutters and curveballs, 95% strike rate on the cutter yesterday. Probably isn't going to stick around. That is the slider, I should say. But... Looking Gilbert, I'm a buyer at the moment because I feel like this splitter does add a lot. Even if it's not going to be as good as it has been, it does give him more as I think the secondaries are becoming better strike pitches as well. Braxton Garrett is someone to buy as well. 6.1 innings, 0 runs, 1 hit, 1 walk, 8 Ks. Why? Because after that Atlanta start, Braxton Garrett has introduced this cutter. It's legit 26% usage, 40% CSW now. Sure, he gets Coors next, and then it's the Padres. Honestly, I think I'm in for the Padres, and I would just hold them past Coors. I think Braxton Garrett is legit moving forward. You're going to see him move up the ranks tomorrow on the list. Logan Webb against Miami did really good things. 7Ks, 6 innings as he should, but it might be a new slider. Uh, extra horizontal movement, and it gained 5 out over 17 whiffs. It might be coming back, which means the strikeouts might come back. We'll see. Jesse Chavez, bullpen game there. Lucas Julia didn't really do anything different. Uh, it was against the Royals. Um, he did well, but uh, I want to see him really soar. And we haven't. We saw it for one game and then came back down, so we'll see him. The jury's still out if that's going to improve a lot, but he still should be obviously rostered. 12-teamers for the rest of the year. Hunter Brown against Oakland. He's doing the Blake Snell blueprint. Nine strikeouts, one and run, six innings pitched. Four-seamer dominated up, and then he had a good curveballs down. That works. Um, I kind of wanted to see more fastballs down, honestly, because I feel like he can do the Zach Gallon method well. So it's really just about getting the secondary's low location. But this is really good with Hunter Brown. You should be a believer. John Gray against Rocky Road in the revenge matchup or whatever you want to call it. Nine over 35 slider whiffs with a 96.3 mile per hour fastball. Yep, that is everything that we want. Baltimore and Detroit next. We are absolutely holding on. Chris Sale, 16 whiffs, co-share of that Gallows pull. Eight Ks, seven innings, 200 runs. Three hits, one walk, 95-96 on the fastball, threw 111 pitches, and also had a filthy slider. Now, the changeup isn't there, but honestly, I we feel really good about Chris Sale right now, and we're going to keep doing everything we can. See, look, the BABIP is not nearly what it was, and I'm so glad that you stuck with Chris Sale. 
Aaron Nola against the Cubs, seven innings, two earned runs, four. It's one walk, 10 Ks, 41% CSW. Yeah, this is the old Nola of yesteryear. I don't know. This is this is the Nola we want and love. Even if the changeup isn't there, the cutter was really good. He felt better with his fastball behind him. Uh, curveball was near 40% CSW. Awesome stuff there. He might be getting his ace. He's going to ace tag in like one more start if he does this again. Mitch Keller might be getting it at some point. I mean, he just cruised through the Arizona Diamondback. Six innings, 200 runs, three hits, zero walks, and eight Ks. Only eight whiffs, but the command is just really good, and he sequences super well. Hard contact is still down. This is great. JP Sears is also really impressing me against the Astros. Six innings, 200 runs, five hits, one walk, seven Ks. Not as many whiffs as we've seen from JP Sears, but he ranks seventh in PLV. Among all starting pitchers, we really like his stuff. We like his locations. He gets Mariners, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh up next. And honestly, I'm in. I think he's really good. Um, and I think that once he gets past those tougher matchups, he's going to have an easier schedule and soar for your team. So could even, I mean, soaring now. I uh, I would add J.P. Sears. Project Corbin against Detroit. 200 runs in six innings. This is actually the fourth straight start of, a, of six innings or more and 200 runs for Patrick Corbin. Believe it. I mean, it's kind of wild. He gets the Royals next. Maybe he's a quality star play. I mean, it's pretty much the same guy. Slider's really good. Four sing- uh, sinkers are at 93 in the zone. I mean, I think it's just working out his way. Only three strikeouts. But uh, maybe that's a desperate quality star play. I'm just not going to do it. Alec Manoa went against Grayson Rodriguez, and they both did well. Two earned runs uh, each. 5.2 innings for Manoa. Six hits, one walk, five Ks. I don't buy it because it's still 92-93 and only six combined whiffs between four seamers and sliders. The command was better, but yeah, we're not buying it. And Grayson Rodriguez, five innings, two earned runs, four hits, one walk, six Ks. 42% CSW on the changeup with 11 over 12 strikes, but he floated some, and he's not really like... I don't see Grayson Rodriguez sequencing and executing. I see him chucking heaters. I'm glad it worked over 97. Some really good change some really good breakers. But, like, this is not the polished guy we want him to be. And if I want to buy into this after so much turbulence, I need to see a little bit more uh, from Grayson Rodriguez. Louis Varland went against the Angels, got the win. Five innings, 200 runs, six hits, one walk, four Ks. Four-seamer fell down to 94.7. It was still 31% CSW with nine whiffs. But then the lower velocity and the weak secondaries... Uh, it really messed him up a little bit for those seven base runners, four Ks. I'm glad he survived and got the win for two and runs. He has such a bad schedule, Varland. Uh, it's the Jays, it's the Astros, and it's the Rays, and I feel like it's just not worth it. it he could be really good after. Um, that's the thing. So, short term, I don't want to make really any of those starts, but I feel like mid-June through the rest of the year, this is, think of it like a prospect pitcher that you're stashing. He could do well at least once in that stretch too, so... Uh, I think Varland is really good. Maybe the velocity keeps falling down, though. So monitor the next star and really see then if you want to make your decision. We have a lot of other pictures to talk about, of course, all today and tomorrow. And we'll talk about them after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 
98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Miles Michaelis, seven innings, three runs against the Dodgers. Great, and he gets the Guardians of Pittsburgh next. Cool, he's a Toby. We move on. Zach Eflin, another share of the Gallows Bowl, 16 whiffs, 8Ks, 7 innings pitch, 3 and runs, 4 it's 0 walks. The cutter, 57% CSW. It is so good. I think this is the best I've seen Zach Eflin ever. So, wonderful. I'm going to start him against the Jays next. He's a probable start for that. Don't care. I think he's just looking so good. Brandon fought against the Pirates. Ugh. 5.1 innings, 3 and runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, 3 Ks. He got nothing. Now he gets Boston, but then Rocky Road, and then the Nationals. Leave him on the wire. Alex Fayedo, he doesn't, uh, Fought doesn't have the fastball you want. Um, Fayedo, Nationals don't really care. Not someone you should be considering in fantasy. Sometimes the slider is good enough, but it's just so not enough. Same with Noah Syndergaard, honestly. I feel like the ceiling isn't enough. The Dodgers let him go 80 pitches. Bobby Miller's coming up on Tuesday. That is a must-add. Go get him in your leagues, 99 miles per hour. On that four-seamer, is an elite four-seamer. I don't start him in their debuts. You understand that. But I think you have to get Bobby Miller. Um, Noah Syndergaard, yeah, I just don't really care. <laughs> and he gets the raise next. I don't want it. Patrick Sandoval, honestly, you don't really need to hold on to him either. He's very volatile. Five hits, four walks in this one, and 4.2 innings, three and runs against the Twins. I don't think you need to do it. I mean, the Marlins are next, so fine, but just treat him like a streamer as opposed to a must-hold in 12-teamers. He's going to be falling down on the list. Joe Musgrove against the Red Sox. Five innings, four and runs, six hits, one walk, six Ks. That line looks worse than it was. It was a three-run shot in the second inning. Um, the slider is not there. Only five of them thrown. He doesn't have confidence in it at the moment. Doesn't have the same movement that he used to, but I feel like it will come back. Curveball was super good at 43% CSW. I just, I have a little bit of worry that 35% four-seamer usage from Musgrove could mess them up down the road if the curveball isn't this legit. Still, I think Joe Musgrove is actually pretty decent by low just because he's not doing well right now. Doesn't mean he's always going to do poorly the rest of the year. I feel like he will find that rhythm and then that tweak and then bam, he's off to the races. Uh, Jordan Lyles, never. Um, Luke Weaver, never. Johnny Brito, honestly, he might not even start again. He might get one more because Herman is on suspension, but once he's returned, Sabrina's back. He's done. Never. Kyle Freeland, never. Five runs in two innings, never. Eric Lauer, never. 90-91 against the Rays here. Don't do it. And Jameson Tyone, six runs in 2.1 innings. He's just not in his rhythm. Honestly, you wait and see for Tyone. Looking forward to today's games. Uh, we have Kevin Gosman, Shoei Otani, Max Scherzer, Framber Valdez, Clint Kershaw, Justin Verlander. Scherzer is playing today. It's a doubleheader. Make sure you get him in that lineup. Um, Pablo Lopez, Jesus Lazardo, George Kirby, Merrill Kelly, and Freddie Peralta. All really straightforward. The only really contentious one is Freddie Peralta against the Rays, I think. But honestly, you still do it. I know he didn't do well last time. You still do it. He performs regardless of opponent. Probable start here. Shane Bieber, Tanner Bybee, Lance Lynn, Andrew Heaney, Hunter Green, Justin Steele, Josiah Gray in our stream pick of the day. Alex Wood against the Miami Marlins. Marlins don't have jazz. Alex Wood looked good last time. Otherwise, I mean, everything here is against a good matchup. So you're going to do it. You know, it's Bybee and Bybee. <laughs> Bybee, sorry, and Bieber. <laughs> Uh, by Bieber. Okay. Both against the Mets today because it's double header, so make sure both are in the lineup. Lance Lynn should do well against the Royals. It could, I don't know. We'll see. And, uh, it's just one good start that he had. And the others are pretty straightforward. Uh, you have questionable starts here. Michael Walker against the Red Sox. Maybe his command is there and that should be fine, but it's still contentious. Um, Jack Flaherty, will he be his best self again against the Dodgers? I don't know. Luis Severino returning from the IL. It's a still ill inside of Cincinnati, but Cincy, but he could still be good. And Tywin Walker, I know it didn't work out last time in 0.2 innings, but they're letting him go because it was only 40 pitches and three days rest because of 
felt like an extended bullpen. So he should actually be pretty fresh here. Against the Cubs at the splitter, goes 40 plus percent usage and after he gets strikes, then okay, that could work out. Do not start to your Dean Kramer against the Jays, just not enough ceiling. Joey Wentz against the Nationals, that's just not enough. Same with Contreras and Caprillion, too risky for me in both. Corey Kluber, Jared Schuster, whatever the Rays are doing, uh, whatever the Royals are doing, and Connor Seabold. No thank you. Tomorrow's pitchers, Luis Castillo, Zach Wheeler, Christian Javier, and Corbin Burns, all very clear auto starts. Probable start here, Bailey Ober against the Giants seems great to me. Chris Bassett gets the raise, which is annoying, but honestly, if you have him, you're doing this. He's so good right now. Um, Charlie Morton against the Dodgers said 20 whiffs on his curveball. Won't have that again against the Dodgers, but you're still doing it. Alex Cobb against the Twins. The Twins aren't that good of an offense, and Alex Cobb is good enough right now. Uh, he doesn't have that slider, which is really annoying. We saw the floor before, but... You still do this. Brady Singer against the Tigers is his cherry bomb, but who cares? It's the Tigers. Uh, Jordan Montgomery inside of Cincinnati. Don't love it, but you still do it. Michael Lorenzen, Dane Dunning, and Mike Clevenger are all streaming options here at the bottom of this. They kind of are Tobies, and they get the Royals, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Guardians, respectively. So Lorenzen is my favorite one because he's been on a nice streak. Dane Dunning against the Pirates, fine. Mike Clevenger against the Guardians, fine. I would normally have these in questionable start, but I realized, no, these are actually like decent six-inning, two-run guys. So I'm going to put them in probable start tier. Questionable start, Edwin Cabrera is in cores, and who knows what the fastball is going to do. Yes, 67% strikes last time. I don't know if that's going to be 50% this time. Luis Ortiz did not look good last time against the Rangers, but I understand that could work. Tanner Houck, same thing against the Angels. And do not start here. I don't want to do Brandon Williamson against the Cardinals. I think that's a really good uh, team, and Brandon Williamson isn't that good. But then again, is it really that different from Luis Ortiz and Tanner Houck? Probably not. So what I will probably do tomorrow is... Brandon Williamson into into the questionable start tier. It actually might even put Luis Ortiz and Tanner Hawk into the do not start tier. Hunter Gaddis, I don't know how stretched out he is, and he's even good enough to take advantage of the White Sox. Kyle Muller, Chase Anderson, Gavin Stone. Yeah, Gavin Stone against the Atlanta. I just don't want to touch it. The changeup wasn't good last time. Atlanta is really good. He might not even go enough innings. Just don't do it. Chase Silseth is not exceptional. Um, against the Red Sox, Josh Fleming and Tommy Henry. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for the support. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.